0: Crush your fears. Learn to thrive. We here at the Neck Up Training Academy podcast want to help you move from surviving to thriving. For us, training begins above the neck. In this podcast, we discuss specific personal projects, business successes, general conditions, obstacles, and challenges found on the way to your success. Helping you choose a course of action for your future. Be free. Be fearless, and join us for this journey of discovery on the Neck Up Training Academy podcast. Now here's your host, Jerry Dean Lund.
1: I'm here today to talk to you about my story dealing with some cancer. I've been asked by a great friend of mine in the fire service if they' would talk about my experience that I started sharing a few years ago when I realized I had some uh, cancer on my face and back. <clears throat> a little bit about me. Um, I've been in the fire service for 29 years. I live just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, have three kids and two grandkids and just about ready to get married well be in September to my fiance Annie with a gaining three additional kids so i have currently have four girls and then I'll have two boys um really as far as like the last several years of um my f- career in the fire service i haven't really had a whole lot of hobbies i've been just i've had a business um it's called fire and fuel apparel And I've really been pouring just like a lot of time and energy into that. And it's been a really good thing for me during some, uh, you know, dark times and some times like this. It was really easy for me to work through these issues. And I'm not talking about working through the issues on the issues. It's just, I think as firemen, we generally just are really good about putting ourselves to work and forgetting about the issues and trying to deal with them another day. It's been, it's been really good that way, but, you know, as any other business, it kind of can drain on you. So I've been looking to do other things, and uh, I've been wanting to take a really proactive, uh, you know, I want to be more proactive in the fire service on just both physical and mental health. I feel like there is a great deal of misconception on how we we're supposed to be as firemen, it's really tough to you know go out there and bat a thousand percent every day, and that's what's expected of us. When you're a baseball player and you hit three out of ten balls, you're an all star. So, it's it's a tough profession. And what kind of started me down this road was just some own personal trials that I went through, and one of them just happened to be uh, skin cancer. And I, for years, on my face, kind of around where my mask seals, on both sides, I started appearing these, uh, you know, these these dry spots. And I didn't know, really know what they were. So I just kind of lived with them and, you know, put more sunscreen and lotion on and hoping that would take care of it. My mom, however, was diagnosed with breast cancer, um... Several years ago, and she's made an awesome uh, full recovery. So, as far as like you know, you this what I was been exposed to, as far as cancer wise and stuff, has been mostly you know, yeah, there's some recreational stuff. You know, I try to use less sunscreen when I'm out and about. Um, you know, that's not always easy to do. Also, you know, same thing when I'm working at the station, it's also not easy to do is always have sunscreen on. So, you know, that's a a big part of prevention in some types of skin cancers, but you, know, you you really have to do the work and and try to be uh you know, vigilant about getting it on. Um, through my career, I've never been a smoker or chewed, so that hasn't really played to, into any of my uh, issues of having cancer. And um, you know, it's a uh, it's just been kind of a, a difficult thing really to understand and why firemen are getting the cancers that we're getting and where we're getting them from and how you know this might be playing a fact on on myself you know after 29 years in the fire service i've been exposed to a lot of things and 29 years ago um uh, we didn't wear the same type of ppe that we where now. And culturally, I believe that, you know, being really clean, have your gear clean and things like that, you know, that's really hasn't been much of the culture until lately. You know, fire service is looking at getting what they call, you know, you know, the sterile calves where we don't have our turnouts and air packs in there. Uh Getting, you know, that's getting better. And so we don't, I feel like we don't need to expose ourselves to more things than we already do in our jobs. And 90% of the time, i would guarantee we don't even know what we're exposing ourselves to, and a lot of that time we're probably not even sure we are even getting exposed. So, uh, you know, fighting fires with SCBAs for almost all my career and almost all my fires, I believe, you know, I've taken the proper precautions by using the SCBA. Not saying that I don't always, you know. I think it would be a lie to say that I always have my air pack on every fire all the time, and I feel like you know, you know, in general, most of us probably can understand that. You know, there's a time to use it and a time not to, but we really need to be using it more often than we are using it. Um, as far as I'm sorry, please bear with me as I'm reading kind of through these questions, and. You know, some of the stuff that was back to going to, onto my some of my skin and stuff like that was just over time, you know, these spots would just keep appearing and appearing, and then I'd you know I I'd try to use more lotion and more things like that to get those spots off and make them go away, thinking, well, you know, these are probably just dry spots and you know nothing to to worry about. But it is definitely something to worry about when things on your body don't go away. You know, just like, you know, physical injuries, you know, these are injuries to your skin and they're not going away either. So, you know, we can ignore them and I did for quite a while. And I just happened to, you know, my fiance uh, worked for a skincare doctor and she kept seeing these things and kept saying, I don't like them, you need to get them checked. you know, I kind of, you know, just like all of us probably want to postpone those type of things because we really don't want to know the answers to them. I had one or two other issues before that, you know, several years back. And once again, right where my mask is at, more skin cancer. And, um, you know, this was taken off by an actual cream at that time that basically just burned the skin all around the cancer area away. And I probably, you know, just kind of forgot about that and put that, you know, by the side as I I tend to do. I always tend to look towards the future and not pay much attention, you know, about what's happened to me in the past and what's going on in the past. So I I took a recommendation and I went and had these spots looked at. And these spots were cancerous. Um, Some of them were able to be taken off and be frozen off uh, recently as of two weeks ago on... On the side of my head, there were um, some more spots that reappeared, and that were not going, and one that was not going away, and it was something that they had to cut out. So it's you know these things can be uh, taken care of relatively easily, but you have to go in and do something about them. You know, the, one of the great ways to re- to reduce the risk of getting skin cancer is this early prevention of seeing something and taking care of it. I had one, a spot on my back that I really didn't, you know, realize that was there. That particular spot is right where my air pack happens to be pushed up against my back. You know, the back pad on the air pack, that fits tightly up against my back in that spot. That actually spot was probably one of my worst spots. Um, They had to cut into it take a sample of it and send it off to see what it was. And, you know, that's a very stressful time because those type of spots that are in your back. They can go from, you know, what looks really small to something that can be, end up being really big. It's just kind of, once you get past the surface, the, you know, the cancers can spread out. And so during that time, I shared my story and it was a story of just like, where is this gonna go? What's this gonna do? to me and how's it going to affect my career and you know this is a two-week waiting period to you know to find out those answers and it's not an easy two-week waiting period and most of us probably don't handle ourselves really appropriately during that uh you know time of waiting i mean it's a time of like i just want to put this aside and i want to know the answer fast and if I can't get an answer fast, then I will find some way to, you know, numb my pain by, you know, doing, doing different things, you know, trying to not be focusing and thinking about what's, what's going on. It's, no one should go through that um, waiting period. It's terrible. You hear about it all the time and how it affects different people. And I, I I wish there was something, you know, that they could do faster, you know, to get results back because I feel like those two weeks are the can be some of the longest two weeks of your life and affect not only you but your family and you know, if you didn't have to go through those two weeks, you know, if there's just a day or two process, even that feels too long at times, you know it really would really help things and really help your attitude. You know, it's uh it's something that the fire service I feel like is we don't talk about it we don't really put any time and uh, effort into educating people about the different skin cancers yeah it's you know loosely talked about but you know it's it's not for me you know the continuation of the you know the treatment will be I will constantly need to be getting uh, in you know my face looked at my entire body looked at you know to make sure that these uh, cancers are not coming back and these spots aren't coming back. In the worst case scenario for these are something that doesn't get caught or missed or something that appears and takes a long time to be found and, like I said, that will just can spread throughout, you know, throughout your body and throughout that area. Instead of so taking out small chunks of skin, it's going to be taking out big, deep pieces of skin. And that's what happened in my back. They made an incision and took out a pretty deep piece of skin um to get all the cancer. It was relatively painful, but it got extremely painful when it got infected and it's kind of one of those chances of like where it's at it's you know it's a good chance of something like that getting infected you know it, I think we just need to all do our best to take some prevention and both in Learning about the different types of things that we're exposed to. You know, uh, through the department I work with, we have a good program where we go in a fire, we come out and get like an emergency decon, our gear gets bagged up, and we take it back to the station and it gets washed and we go into our new set of gear. And then as soon as possible, we get into the showers. You know, that goes for, should go for wildland as well. Um something we do really good on the structure side, but I'm not really sure why we're not making it such a strong thing on the wildland side. I, I'm sure that type the type of exposures, even though it's what we've been organically being exposed to, still have some impact. And so... We have to put some of the blame, I believe, you know, on ourselves, and we need to look to the fire service and people in the fire service to push these type of things farther forward and educate us. I I hope this video helps. Um, I'm open to answering any questions that may come up if you watch this video, but please take the time to do the work to, you know. Ensure that you're not having one of these spots that are gonna turn into something you know, a, a lot worse. I mean, this is a job that we do because we love, but this is I don't believe this is a job that we should do because we need to sacrifice our bodies, our lives, everything for this job. I don't think that's a proper mindset, and I don't think that's what should be expected of us, and I certainly think your families are not expecting you to do that. They want you to come home safely, and they need you to come home safely. And we need it in the fire service. You know, we, we need everybody to come home safely. We need everybody to be healthy and happy. And you know, this is a stressful job. So please take care of yourself. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Neck Up Training Academy podcast. Also, thank you to our guests and sponsors. Music from partnersinrhyme.com. We invite you to follow on Facebook and iTunes and to join us at neckuptrainingacademy.com. We hope you'll be able to use this information to determine your next course of action. Don't let fear stop you from reconnecting with and energizing your dreams. Be free, be fearless, and join us next time on the NeckUp Training Academy podcast.